Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 302B, the second episode for the week. We will now discuss our thoughts on The Luckiest Girl Alive from Netflix. With you, without discussion, just Grayson and Roger. For the episode discussing Halloween ends, including the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming, trailer talk, check out episode 302A, posted on Tuesday, 1025. Roger, we watched yet another Netflix film. We did. We did indeed. Let's get some particulars out of the way, sir. Um, apologize if you listen to Halloween ends. I'm not going to come out. Of, not going to come out of the gate swinging on on this one. But let's <laughs> talk about. So, the luckiest girl alive on Netflix. A little bit of a different uh, vibe. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. The tomato meter of forty three percent with an audience score of seventy three percent. And this yeah. is this is definitely a, new, a different kind of movie. It's uh, it's it's got a lot to say. Uh, it's a very heavy movie, but we'll get into it. It's the, a lot of heavy topics in here, man. A ton of them. A lot. And I can understand someone choosing not to watch this movie. Um, I can I can certainly understand that. So, Mila Kunis as Ani Fennell, Finn Wittrock as Luke Harrison, Scotty McNary as Andrew Larson, Chiara Aurelia as Young Ani, Thomas. B- Burska as Arthur Finnerman, uh, Justine Jupe, Alexander Beaton, Connie Britton, Gage Monroe, Alexander Beaton, Nicole Huff, directed by Mike Barker, but adapted from the novel by Jessica Knoll. Of the same name. Of the same name. So, Roger, what's going in on? What's going on in The Luckiest Girl Alive from Netflix? So, a lot of heavy subjects in this movie slash book, too, I guess. Um, so, we follow Mila, Kun- Mila Kunis' character as Ani. Um, as she is basically dealing with, you know, her past, which involved several really awful things. Uh, one was a gang rape. The other was a school shooting and about how she is just dealing with her past trauma while trying to move her life forward and what it has done to her and like her actual current life about how things are affecting her in different ways, about how it affects every decision that she makes in every single day. Um, I'm going to be honest, this movie was tough for me as a father of a young girl uh, to think that some of this stuff goes down or would have went down the way that it did um, is awful to me. Um, I'm well, not so exactly... It should be awful to... I mean, anyone well, should. Yeah, it, so... <laughs> Uh, I had to make a conscious decision at about the 35 to 40 minute mark of like, do I want to continue watching this movie? Um, And I understand like this movie is not going to be for everybody. It deals with some really dark traumatic stuff um, that unfortunately has happened to way too many uh, women in this world. Um, So that, that is something to be cognizant of. If you're listening to this, let's talk about this movie before you watch it. Uh, they don't pull any punches here. Um, it's, you know, every now and then on Netflix, it tells you what's going to happen. And instead of, and in some things it says like sexual violence, this one doesn't even says sexual violence. It straight up says the word rape. Yeah. Um, that is how dark this gets. And, you know, this is a story of her survival and about how she was a victim and how she, earned her voice to in the way that she got to where she could let her story be out in the world um, the way on her own terms. So it is an interesting story. 
but this is not for everybody. I agree. And there's a couple of things here. Um, we did just recently talk about where the crawdads sing, which isn't quite as heavy a movie, but it's got a lot of the same tones that this one does. Some tones of it, sure. Um, that was also kind of a heavy movie to watch. Uh, but so we're, as we go into this one, let me ask you something, Roger. Then, so we, you know, we talk about on this, you know, artists, our our thoughts on casting. Mm-hmm. So knowing, knowing what this movie, the subject matter of this film, knowing how it plays out, mm-hmm. Mila Kunis, good choice, mm-hmm. bad choice. I thought she was excellent. I think Mila Kunis is excellent in just about everything. She's always, yeah. even in something like Ted, like something that's completely different. Yep. Well, she she has good. she has a wide range um, for the kind of movies that she's in. She's very good as a comedic actress. Um, we've seen her do a lot of stuff. Now, listen, this movie is obviously very drama heavy, uh, and I think I not for a moment do I think that she shrinks in the spotlight here. I think she does an incredible job. Oh, I, I, I agree. I think it takes someone of Kunis's caliber. You can't just – this just can't be the actress of the week like you know for a Hallmark film. You just can't do that. No. You, you just can't go pull a, an attractive girl off the street and just say, you know, we're going to make this movie with you. You know, it has to be like – there's probably maybe less than six women that could have done this as, as effectively as she does yep. uh, given you know what her character goes through and, and how – you see it on her face for a large part of this film is like you because like a large part of this film is like she's seeing herself in reflections of mirrors after yep. she's been recounting these events in her head and it's she's seeing herself and it's that's yep. always a great trope i think it's always a, it's a wonderful acting trope to do it's it's just so we 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 first catch up with ani as she is what in her like 20s something maybe early uh, like she's like 28 Okay, so, so late late twenties, early thirties, any one of those yep. could work. And she has a great life. She's married to on the surface, what well, looks to be a great guy. She's engaged to be married. Sorry, sorry. She's engaged, you're right. She's engaged to be married to what looks to be a nice guy, very successful, clean cut, Ivy League type of guy. Um, but we learn early she's got some issues, and you know, she's kind of a con woman when it comes to manipulating her world around her. Uh, I think that's, you know, as a character, it's meant to show you that she's never going to let anyone in because of what happened. And what happened to her is extremely substantial. Sure. And so we get little pieces of this story. We go back and forth between Ani now and Tiffany as she was when she was in high school Mm -hmm. at 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 an Ivy League school, at an Ivy League high school that I, I think it's important that like her character also is she's on financial aid when other most of those other kids their 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 parents were just written a check, you know. So like that's also important. Like she's there on merit instead of. Um, yep, she had to earn yeah. it. Yeah, so it's just we're seeing. So she's a writer, and she's you know she writes for a, a um, she writes for a magazine. She writes for New York Magazine. Uh, well, she she's for, generally yeah. the sex columnist. You know, she's working on a, you know, she pitches a thing like how to give the best blow job and just things that would sell a magazine. And it's mm-hmm. very obviously not what she wants to be writing at all. She's trying to get in with the New York Times. But apparently she's pretty good at it, though. Flirting. Well, yeah. Flirting with the idea of going to an MFA program in London. And she's got options. But so see, what I think is most interesting here is reliving those moments while also forced to be living, dealing with what she's doing now and like. Little things like we learn her mother is just terrible. Mom's like, terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's just not not going to win a mother of the year award. That's for damn sure. 
No, not at all. Again, Connie Britton sells it, though. She does a very good job of really making me hate that character. Yeah, no, she's hateable. <laughs> very, very. Sure. And it's... I like the cutting back and forth between young Annie and now Annie because we get a lot of, you know, star comparisons. Yeah. And one thing that the movie kind of flirts with at one point is it, it lets you... So she's doing this docu... She's... She's filling in a contractual thing where it's just, she's talking about what happened to her in yeah. high school. So yeah, she's she's with a documentarian who is doing a documentary about. So not only was she gang raped, um, they're doing a documentary about a school shooting that happened while she was at uh, Brentley Brentley, um, the private school, and it goes through the story and um, one of the survivors of the school shooting when he was a younger person you know 10 12 years before implicated her as having something to do with the shooting and obviously nothing ever came of that but she's always had it like well on her mind that she's never got to tell her actual side of the story so she goes back and forth with the documentary people about hey i don't really want to do it you know if I, and then if i do do it i want to say everything that i want to say and and then they set up a thing where we might have a potential face to face with a character named Dean who is who implicated her in this. And then we get the backstory of Dean and his little group of cronies and they're um, they're her rapists and about the story that unfolds for that. And we get some really, really graphic scenes of her being assaulted and her dealing with um the trauma directly and how her school reacted to the, the news of the drama and things along that line. And then how, you know, her friendships, even when she was in high school devolved after she admitted to some people what had actually happened to her, um, about how her life changed leading up to the actual school shooting and then where things go completely off the rails for her. So, um, it's interesting how they bounce back and forth between Tiffany and Ani um, she's basically made Ani her own standalone person. Um, well, she's like her 30s, her late 20s, early 30s self is exactly how, I mean, she's taken power in her life and it's exactly how she wants it. She's not, she's not exactly in love with the guy. No, um, but she, she built Ani as what she always aspired to be. Well, she didn't, and, she, she didn't want to be a victim again. And that's the, yep, that's the thing. That, that's the story. You know, Ani is not a victim. No, and then but, yeah, we, that's we learn Ani's story about what she's a victim of and how it all comes to light, and it's it's pretty rough. What well, some of the things I really loved about um, older like Ani instead of Tiffany is her inner monologue um, about her inner monologue with herself about what's going on. Like I love when she's looking out the window and she's we're seeing her fiance talk to uh, her mother and his mother, and, and like she's filling in. She is giving like talking on the other side of the window, but we can hear. Her. She's filling in what like those all the all those pretentious assholes on the on on the on the ground floor are saying. Like yep. she's telling us how she feels about any situation, and yep. I thought that was interesting. For the first half of the movie, we get her inner monologue about how she feels about every situation, and that's very yep. helpful for us because I mean, there's no guessing at that point. No, but it sets up Ani as you know a different character than Tiffany to me. At least well, I no, felt that way. But that's the point is, is mm -hmm. she is a very different character and she's meant to be different. Um, one thing, I mean, it's the one thing this movie is, is topical, <laughs> you know, like it's extremely top topical today. 
And one unfortunately, thing, well, it's very topical. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, I mean, the, a book like this gets written, but like, I mean, you know, it's topical because we talk about rape culture all the time and like, you know, the, all, you know, the Weinstein allegations and, you know, he is such a piece of shit yep. and it, it's all topical in that way. Um, but one of the things I thought was hilarious was <clears throat> kind of some more of the comedy that wasn't, I don't really think had as much to do with the story, except for like the pretentiousness of these people is I love when they were like commenting on like, why do names have to be like Brixley and, and like, you know, like adding unnecessary vowels to, I thought that was interesting. How like, why can't a name just be a name? What's wrong? Why got to add a vowel to this name to make mm-hmm. another name? I thought, I thought that made me laugh. That made me like laugh out loud. Uh, I thought that was kind of hilarious. Cause I mean, we all know those people like, hey, how'd you come up with that name? How did the heck yep. that happen? There's a lot um, of pretentious assholes in this movie. Well, I mean, everyone, most people are pretentious assholes. And everyone, here's the thing, everyone in her life is kind of a like appalled that she's doing what she's doing. So the only character that I sympath- empathize with here in this movie is her fiancé. Um, and I only empathize with him for a while until I realized that he had known the whole story. So there is a moment where they're fighting in the back of a taxi about everything. And she is just fucking losing her shit on him, Okay about a sequence of events that so after after she was um assaulted in school she ends up down the road from where the assault happened and her one of her teachers her english teacher professor or whatever he is is at the gas station and you know takes her to his house and you know she gets a shower and he's like let me take you to the hospital we got to call the cops and she doesn't want to do any of it right so he ends up going to the headmaster with her you know, explaining all what happened. He ends up getting fired for this. So um, we end up seeing him later on in life um, because the boyfriend or fiance is meeting some friends for dinner. They're meeting another couple and he happens to be married to the friend. Um, So they do like a little bit of reconnection and, you know, they reminisce a little bit about the unfortunate, you know, circumstances and everything about how it, it was better for him when he got out. And, you know, he seems like a generally okay guy. But so it leads them to have a fight on the way home in the taxi. And he's like, you know, you're crazy. I just don't understand you. And then at this point, okay, in this point, I didn't believe that he knew that she had been raped. Okay. Now, we find out later on that he did know the whole time. And then I was like, okay, now I kind of think you're just bag too. But, you know. <laughs> he tries to be supportive and help her get through this for the most part of just trying to help move forward. Cause to me, I thought that she was just a survivor that I thought that he thought that she was just a survivor of this horrible school shooting. You know what I mean? Which is tough enough on its own, you know, to be like, Hey, you know, you really need to get some help, blah, 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 which is it's a very fair statement to make to somebody who had been through such traumatic events. Right. I, yeah. I 100% agree with you on that. So, um, he's the only person I empathize with for a while. And then I find out that he knew that she was assaulted the whole time and still had these shitty feelings about it. And then I didn't care about him. Fuck but him. isn't that, I, I thought his character was kind of supposed to be like complimentary, you know, like as kind of like a parallel to Dean because Dean, I mean, Dean doing what he did, well, sorry, participating in what he did as one of them to her mm-hmm. when she was a teenager. In the end, he still tried to come off like, Oh, you know, that was a long time ago. Can we just kind of put it behind us? And yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like those two characters are meant to offset each other, the the fiance and Dean, because like 
like you said, the one character that we kind of empathize with for a while is the fiance because he's learned all this, but we, we, we learned that he's known, he knows the full story when he didn't come out and say he knew the full story. Yeah, we don't get the information that he knows the whole story. We're supposed he's, to believe yeah. that he doesn't know anything about the uh, assault and rape part of it. And But then he did, and then, like I said, it changed my perspective on him at least slightly. Um, because, look, a lot, of, a lot of what happens in this movie is it's so frustrating um, when they're just like, well, can't you just move on? You know, we don't need to ruin somebody's life now for stuff that happened, you know, 12 or 15 years ago. Of course you do. Like... <laughs> Well, people there's should, no like we just have to move should, on through yeah. this. Yeah, well, people but that's need to be held accountable for but, their shit actions. But I mean, that's the. I mean, I'm I'm sure that the, the 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 novel goes much further in depth about her psychological, how she is as an adult, and how that her experience as a child shaped who she is as an adult. But you know, we don't have that kind of time in a film. We have to like we have to like the director, which is a guy, by the way. I thought that was yeah. That, I thought that was right. interesting. I did I, think I, that I, was I did. interesting there. Um, it's a different point of view, but I thought, I mean, the director would have to choose what to hone in on and what to really emphasize. I mean, the books yeah. are always have more material than you could possibly cover. There's more cover time to develop stuff. Absolutely. Yes, of, of course. Um, and it's, I thought he did an okay job with what he did. I, I think having Mila Kunis really helped him narrow in on some things because he knew he didn't have to, he didn't have to tell the story with the camera as much as Kunis told the story with, her reactions. Yep. I, th I think he kind of lucked out in that manner that like, Oh, well, I mean, you guys someone like Mila Kunis. She can tell, she can convey to us what might take you two or three minutes via, you know, camera images to tell us when she can just do it in one second. So right. I mean, her, her running monologue really helps out. I agree. This movie through. Um, I also thought it was an interesting choice that um, the school shooting intrinsically linked to what happened to her, that being the spark that set off the, the, the kids that do the school shooting happens mm -hmm. in 99. Now Columbine also happened in 99. Yep. So that's, I mean, everyone remembers that event. That, that was pretty insane. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, there's obviously that parallel there they're trying to draw from, but I was thinking as I was watching this, I think the, see, I haven't read the book and I know they're adapting a story, which you have to include the mom and the, you know, the, the friend and the, and the fiance and his mom, you have to include all these people. But I wonder if the better story on screen here in 90 minutes or what, like an hour and 45 minutes is focusing on her telling this story through the interview instead of reliving it in her mind. I wonder how different that would have gone. I don't want to do this thing where like I changed the movie and well, we didn't get it. We should have, but like, I'm just, I wonder how differently that would have played off on screen. Yeah, I mean, it would have been an interesting concept to think about, but I did enjoy the way we get the the sections, because like, we do it a long section where she's being interviewed for a documentary that really closes the gap um, about the school shooting part, especially, um, and how she's ready to like name names, like she had made a decision, and and then Dean shows up and, you know, things go sideways and then she confronts him later on, which I thought is just an incredible scene in the bookstore. Um, so I was I was OK with what we got, but how you mentioned it would have made it made it made it different. It would have made it feel different. That's for sure. I think so. Um, one thing I, I did like is how what the movie did is <clears throat> it made me really pay attention for a while because you find out that she fairly early on that she was the victim of sexual assault and 
but you don't know who. <laughs> or like they don't tell you who it was real so like not at first no the movie creates a bunch of such situations when she's a teenager like oh this is definitely it and then like ah oh, it didn't it doesn't happen and then you're like oh this is definitely gonna happen like so we could, like it makes you guessing is like who the person is yep. and what i was like i, I know that just just for us because we had i we had just watched lyle lyle crocodile and the <clears throat> the teacher that helped tries to help her and gets fired is the dad in Lyle Lyle Crocodile. I was like, oh, say it ain't. Say it ain't, Mr. Prince. Oh, yeah, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You're correct. It has a weird wrestling match with an alligator, but I was like, say it isn't, Mr. Prim. But the movie does a good job in, like, keeping you guessing for a while as to who actually does it to her. Mm Because the movie doesn't come right out and tell you. And that's, I mean, if the movie's going to help the viewer get in the psychological thinking that, she would have to be in remembering this. It does a good job in doing that. I thought that was mm-hmm. an interesting point though, is like we're in the same kind of state of mind that she's like someone that this happens to would remember things kind of fragmented out of order and like just altogether horror. Like as I'm watching these scenes play out, like especially when she's drinking with her friends, mm-hmm. I was like, I was watching it horrifying. This is it. It's good. This is what I'm, good. I'm about to see this movie. I'm about to see it. Um, now, one thing I want to – one question someone asked me is is when I said this is what we're watching, um, <clears throat> she texted me back. And I, I'm, I'm friends with her and her husband, and she said, well, I don't want to watch a movie where there's sexual assault because they're just – they're not very good. And I'm like, actually, Wind River is one of those movies that's super hard to watch because well, of that. Wind and River is – yeah. Wind River is excellent though. Yep, it's a great movie. I don't think it's a it's a tough watch though, man. Oh no, it is one hundred percent. And there's only one event in that movie, and there's three separate there are three separate hard events to watch in this one. Um, but one thing I love is by the end of this film, um, how she has taken what's happened to her and completely used it as an empowering thing. Yep. And I think that's what this supposed to be that that last conversation she has with that woman on the street. I think that's supposed to show us how much she's like how like she's come through on the other side a better stronger person. Mm-hmm. And I really like that exchange in the end because without that exchange I don't think the movie would have worked as well as it did. Right. So there's someone that, you know, confronts her on the street and says you know, why'd you say those horrible things? Well, hey, yeah. well and she's like, well, Dean was such a good person. because So we, we, I buried the lead on that. So Dean, after being shot in a school shooting, um, all his other friends are killed. He's the only one that survives. Um, he is paralyzed from the waist down, ends up being an advocate for gun control. And some lady approaches Ani on the street after she had just basically went scorched earth on everyone. You know, let every let it all out there um, and says, you know, Dean was such a advocate for gun rights. She's like, I hope you feel I hope your 15 minutes of fame were worth what his were. And then she was on. starts to walk away and turns and walks back towards her and goes, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. All right. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a good. Like, a, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And it's. I'm glad for Ani to get her story out there. It's such a horrible story. I'm glad for her to get it out there and to take her control of the situation back. So, um, yeah, this this is not a fun watch. (laughs) It isn't. It's a tough one. But also I want to say this is one of those times I'm glad Netflix exists because it's 
I don't think this movie would have gotten like look any movie that's made. I, I want people to watch it. I mean, if even you know if you listen to our episode on Halloween Kills, I was not the biggest fan of that movie. I was very upset, but I want people to pay to watch it because I I, I want to keep getting big budget movies on put on movie theater now. Question for you, Roger. This mm-hmm. type of movie, this hasn't been a scenario for more than 10 years, though. I think this movie benefits from being on Netflix rather than theatrical. You're probably right, but we have a movie in a similar vein. Not similar, I'm sorry. A movie that involves um, assault, uh, assault or sexual violence against women um, on a bigger scale um, coming with She Said in the, what, over the holiday? We do in, in November. Yeah, in November. Um, so we'll see how it translates to actual theater tickets. So, I mean, these are these are tough subjects to deal with. Period, uh, and to get them out on any medium is a uh, is a big deal. Well, the thing is, a movie like this has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I keep bringing up Halloween Kills. But like Halloween Kills doesn't have nearly as much to say as this movie does. As far as no, it sure doesn't. As far as but like both movies deal with society and how we perceive certain things. So, but this movie has, I think, more to say. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, we, you and I had a little conversation before we started recording today about things to approach when talking about this movie, things to not approach. And it's always kind of a, it's a thing we talk about. But, you know, even if, so if Chris were on this episode, we're still three guys talking about this kind of content yeah, we're not exactly the peak audience for this well, we're, 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 we're not but we do and we're definitely not really qualified to talk about sexual assault against women no of course not but you know we do we can talk about story events in the film and how that helps us perceive characters and i think what i wanted to say about that is i think this one is a great example of of, of like a, a strong female character someone that ends up that has a horrible horrible past that ends up stronger because she takes what happened and she we get in the form of several conversations she pretty much takes control back from everyone who always had things over her and she takes it completely back from them mm-hmm. and I, I really appreciate that how has movie did, did that yes um I would love to watch there's there's a there's a video on YouTube about Mila Kunis talking about why she was so prominent on taking this role. And I haven't watched it yet, but I, I would, I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see what she says. Okay. Um, because I would like to see what attracts someone of Mila Kunis's caliber to this role. I mean, it's, there's obviously some interest to play this. Um, I mean, they, they courted her. She said, yeah, that's how it happened. But like, she had to say yes to, to do this. And I'd be curious Definitely. to find out what was in her decision-making. Um, so before we move into scoring this movie, what what else do you want to – is there any other comments or what did you like and dislike about? Like what stood out to you? Well, I, I like the way that they portray her as – you know, she really truly is the victim of this whole story. But the way she relays the information to herself, like from her younger self to her newer self, of how she's built this bubble around her about how she's everything young Ani wanted – young Tiffany wanted to be and – that still throughout that bubble, you know, she's not happy and something's still not right. And then she finally gets this real opportunity to just tell her whole story. And she does. And I think that that's a really great moment. 
Now, listen, it cost her a lot of stuff in her life to do that. Like her life, you know, she didn't have the easiest run here and she still gave up more stuff to get her story out there, which to me really showed the kind of person that Ani is. So I was happy about that. Yeah, no, it's it's a in an odd way. It's kind of a feel good ending. Yeah, because I mean, I mean she, that's, that's she comes out. On, she comes. She comes out on top, and that's. I think that's important to note yep. here. Sure. Um, for anyone who's like, I don't want to watch a movie about that content, but I mean, it does end on a positive note. <clears throat> um, I did like the the comparison to Columbine, and I mean, what an awful tragedy that that is. I did appreciate the conversations in the basement with after what happened to her and her friends, both male, by the way. One who was also <clears throat> some of his friends, you know, trapped him in the woods and took a like one of them took a shit on his chest. I mean, that would piss anyone off. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's the equivalent to what happened to Ani, but certainly no, that's not great. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and like, so when you find out who the school shooters were, it makes sense. And then when they see Ani, one of them just like gives her a head nod, like, no, you're okay. You get a pass. It's like, that's not an easy situation to broach by anybody. And then what she does after that is even, it's just like so much bad. You know, it's like, I wonder why the Netflix even decided to make this. I kind of, does that make a fair question? Um, I mean, I don't, I, it's an interesting story to tell. So I, I see why they made it. And, it, and Netflix isn't, is you know has no problem you know bringing on rough subject matter um on a bit of a different storyline but also from a rough movie to watch it reminded me with when we watched pieces of a woman i was just gonna bring that Um, up you're right that's another great movie where tragedy happens to someone that's in so i think that movie is a better movie than this um different kind of subject matter dealing with the death of a child um which is also fucking awful yeah but awful on a different level of gang rape school shooting thing. So um, Netflix. So we, we give Netflix a lot of grief. Um, now listen, I don't think this movie's great or perfect or anything like that, but Netflix does have the balls sometimes to take difficult subject matter and put it into media. And a lot of, you know, a lot of places don't do things like that. So I, I do applaud, applaud Netflix and they make a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> Um, a lot of junk comedy and space filler, and sometimes, sometimes they'll go to really hard subjects, and I, I appreciate them for that. Now, listen, um, I, I I do want to score or be serious about this movie for one second. I, the subject matter is hard to talk about. Um, I'm not really qualified to give a whole lot of opinion on a lot of this stuff. That being said, this movie isn't great. Um, it's not like one of the ones you're like ten out of ten masterpiece movie. Um, I, I don't, I don't feel it that way. I think it's only going to fall somewhere in the middle. We'll talk about that relatively soon, actually, but this movie has problems, um, in it and it's, un- it, it would be, it wouldn't be fair to just be like, it's a hard subject matter or the movie gets a pass because it doesn't, cause that's not really what we do here. Um, they do bounce around a lot and sometimes it's confusing. Um, but we do basically get her older self talking to her younger self about things and, it doesn't always line up. Some of the characters are weird in this movie. Her mom is an awful character. Um, some of the, the fiance's family are awful people. Uh, I wish we didn't have to deal with them the way that we do in some of this movie, but obviously it's not my movie to make, but 
um, I do want to lay that stuff out there too. Well, I think it's intentionally, it's intentionally the crafted like that to, I think it's intentionally crafted like that to make things the worst they could possibly be for her at any given time. Sure. And, and, but it also, that also helps to upplay the strength of her in the end though, doesn't it? I mean, wouldn't that help to really, so, I mean, when the, when the good guy wins, it's always better when they're taken down to nothing first and then they come out on top. I mean, it's pretty much film 101, but I mean, it's, it is more impactful. I think if most people in her life are just shitty, um, she does have one good friend though, that she does very good. Everyone's got to have that ride or die friend for sure. And that really helps her through that stuff. Um, but I mean, you're right. I think it's when we're going to move to score here in a minute. Um, it's not going to pieces of a woman, I think is somewhere between an eight and a nine. Yes. Um, it is incredible. Vanessa Kirby is great. Shia LaBeouf even is wonderful in that movie. A different, slight different subject matter, but good and watchable. And I, I think this is on the much smaller scale. It's also like the same. Yeah, I can watch that. I can recommend it to someone even. Um, but <clears throat> so without further ado, do you want to move into scoring? Uh, I'll go ahead and score it. All right. Um, I'll, I'll lead us off if you don't mind. Um, so I talked about the subject matter and the story, um, but now I'm going to grade it as an overall movie. Um, as an overall movie, I think this movie is only like a six um it's not some drama filled be all end all redemption story type movie it's not that this movie does have a more positive ending this is not a happy ending movie nothing nobody wins here people okay and and that's okay it it takes a lot to tell a story where you don't have you know puppy dogs and sunshine at the end it really does make that hard it does to to do um, now that being said, there, there are going to be plenty of people that just won't watch this movie for the subject matter and listen, that's okay. I, I don't have to convince you to watch this. I just want you to know if you do watch it, this movie could have been better. Um, I think they could have made some other decisions to tell this story, a hard story to tell. I think they could have made it flow a little bit more cohesively. Um, I actually, this is one of the, listen, this is going to be a rare, rare thing for me to say. Um, I think they could add a little bit of time to this movie and got a little deeper into certain parts of the story. Um, nothing serious, but like 15 more minutes. I think you could have developed a couple more other things. So there's that. I think this movie's a six. I really wanted to see, I really wanted, cause her mom, I think still, if her mom knows the truth, she's choosing to, sucks, bro. If her, if, if her mom knows the truth, she's choosing to be, she's choosing to ignore it. Yep. And that's the problem. I would have, I wanted to see somewhat of a step towards a mother daughter relationship, but that's just me. I always want to see things play out the best, but I agree with you. I think maybe not 15, but 10 ish more minutes could have done this movie. We could have had a little justice. bit more there. Yep. Sure. I think so. Dealing with, especially dealing with her coming front to front with uh, Dean in the end. Like yep. that's a, that's a moment that my God, anything that women just, when that happens to them, it just lives in fear. Um, it's a very powerful scene and they, and they knew what they had going into it. And sure. What I was saying about Netflix is I, this movie's going to get more eyeballs being on Netflix than it would being theatrical anyway. I, I believe that. Sure. So, and it's a good thing if people are, if, if people are, you know, if it brings some, some kind of awareness, then it's even a better thing. So, but I mean, that's why I was saying with net, this is a, this, this exists better on Netflix because over time it'll get way more eyeballs than ever theatrically. Sure. So, I mean, that's, that's a Agreed. good thing. I, I don't, I mean, I don't always agree with, I think every movie should be, you know, released theatrically, but that's just me. 
Uh, but this is one of those few ones that I, I believe could have maybe a few more minutes. Uh, at least Netflix is fine, but I, I'm going to give this as also a six. I struggle between five and a half and six because I can absolutely rec recommend this. However, it's a tough one. It's it just, is. It's a tough this one to watch. Will not be for everybody. It's funny because like most films, like the tough part is they have one moment where like that was tough to watch. There are this several, several, <laughs> several heartbreaking moments to watch. Um, a couple of moment, a couple of scenes of sexual assault, and then there's a, a school shooting where you, where you watch a shooter shoot people, and then someone gets stabbed in the neck. Like, it's just it's a tough one to watch. So the um, multiple times after we've talked about movie that movies that involve subject matter such as stuff like this, I've had people come up to me and be like, "Listen, I li I I listened to your show, and because of how you portrayed things, I decided not to watch that because I didn't want to have to deal with that." And listen. That is okay. <laughs> I I will watch these things and tell you folks about how I felt watching them, and then you can make your own decisions on that. So, oh no, I I, I well, I well that yeah. that being said, listen, I am not qualified to speak of anything things along this line. I've never had to deal with any of that. So, if I did something wrong or you think I'm an asshole about how I portrayed something, please tell me because I really do try to be unbiased and as fair as I can be with these things. So. Well, I I, I agree Grayson does too. Yeah, no, I of course I Absolutely. agree, but. Um, yeah, so thank you, Roger, for joining me for this That's this episode. Our fun family discussion, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This has been episode 302B of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. I, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. And send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. Next week is a big week. We're taking a look at Black Adam, the DC movie with The Rock, and we're taking a look at how House of the Dragon season one ended up. How it wraps up. Yep. <laughs>